Hey friend, do you love cracking open a fresh journal? Do you linger in the paper planner aisle at Target? <laughs> Me too. If you have a dream to create your own planner, devotional journal, or paper product, and you're curious about the printing process, timeline, and cost, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Dream Printing Podcast. I'm Polly Payne, CEO and founder of Horatio Printing, and I have sold over 45,000 paper planners and products around the world. Wanna learn how I did it? I'm gonna take you behind the scenes and teach you how you can plan, print, and publish your high-quality paper product. So grab your favorite journal, your favorite pen, a cup of coffee, and let's get that dream off the back burner and into your hands. Hello, and welcome back to the Dream Printing Podcast. Today's episode 210, and I'm so excited to share with you my top 10 mistakes for self-publishing. These are 10 mistakes that you could make if you are trying to self-publish your own planner, devotional, or journal, and I'm gonna go through these. So you don't have to, because here's the truth. You don't know what you don't know, you know? You don't know what you don't know. And I don't want you to make these 10 mistakes. So I'm gonna share with, share with you what they are so you don't have to. And for those of you who are new here, I'm Polly Payne, the CEO and founder of Horatio Printing. I've sold over 47,000 dream planners around the world, along with devotionals and journals and other stationary products. And so I'm here to help you on your journey if you have the dream to create your thing. And so we're going to talk about top 10 mistakes you could, mis mistakes you could do in self-publishing. Before I dive into mistake number one, I wanted to share a quick note from a print school student. Print school is my signature program where I take people from having an idea in their head and in their heart and actually getting that idea printed in person. I've had a couple um, print school students mail me their products recently that have graduated the program. This one is Melissa Reed. This is her travel journal. It's absolutely stunning, so cute. And then this one is Palm Prayers by Sharon. She's a print school student as well. This is a beautiful um, prayer journal that I'm absolutely in love with. I will link these products below so you can follow along on their journeys. But it makes me so happy. These are kind of like my grandbaby printing products, those going through print school. But I wanted to share with you um, Brittany's story. She just sent me an audio. So I'll play that right here. Hello, my name is Brittany and I'm a photographer and a business coach. I first came across Polly's podcast in May after I had what I can only explain as a divine Holy Spirit download to create a planner. I am a DIYer at heart. So instead of jumping straight into print school, I set out to do it myself. I really wanted to be a print on demand planner because I didn't want the hassle of keeping inventory and having to worry about the logistics of shipping. And as I got deeper and deeper into the project on my own, I started to realize that I was in over my head. For the luxury, custom, beautiful planner I wanted to create, it was going to be $50 just to print one copy. I kept listening to Polly's podcast, even though I was still set on doing this myself. And I heard an episode where she talked about cost per unit when ordering in bulk, which was closer to $5 to $10 a planner. 
and I joined print school that day and immediately saved myself $15,000. Polly has made the entire process so easy. No longer did the process feel overwhelming and daunting. I love that Polly pays for your sample and holds your hand every step of the way during the print and launching your planner process. Polly, I cannot thank you enough for what you do. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so proud of Brittany and I have posted her link below. So if you want to check out her planner and purchase one, grab it. I'm so proud of all my print school students. And if you're interested, I have something really exciting coming up in the new year. So mark your calendar for January 15th through the 19th. I'm hosting a free print your thing challenge. It's a five day print your thing challenge Monday through Friday, where I hang out with you live from 1.30 to 2.30 Eastern Standard Time. So you can go to HoratioPrinting.com slash print. That's HoratioPrinting.com slash print and register. It's absolutely free and we get to hang out live. I'd love to connect with you. Um, for those of you who watch on YouTube or listen on the podcast, I would absolutely love to hang out and I would love to help you on your journey. Basically through this challenge, I teach you how to... Um, go from an idea to fully printed product. We go through ideation. I talk you through the timeline of the process. I also teach you the costs. So I actually get quotes from my printer and I help you figure out how much will it cost for me to do this? And so you can really ask yourself the questions of, is this the next step for me? Am I ready to print something and create it? I also go through marketing and sales and how I go through my marketing and sales process. So it's a super fun five-day challenge. Melissa was in the challenge last time I did it, last March. Um, and so she birthed her travel journal after doing the five-day challenge. So I want to invite you to it. It's absolutely free, HoratioPrinting.com slash print. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode I'm so excited to share with you these 10 mistakes. If you're taking notes, grab your journal. You're going to want to take some notes. Now, the first one, we just pulled mine up really quick, my notes. The first mistake that I see, you ready for this? Got your journal? Okay, the first mistake that I see when it comes to self-publishing is using Amazon KDP. Amazon KDP is Amazon's self-publishing service. And there's a time and a place for it. There's been plenty of people that are super successful with Amazon KDP. Um, there's been people that have used Amazon KDP and they weren't. Um, and so, and I've had people come into print school or just friends that I know that, hey, I launched a book. I wanted to do a workbook with it. I tried Amazon KDP and this is what they tell me. They tell me the quality wasn't there. There's not a lot of options when it comes to Amazon KDP. So What's great about Amazon KDP is it's print on demand, which means let's say your aunt Mildred uh, goes on to Amazon and grabs your product and buys it. Amazon in real time prints a copy for your aunt Mildred and ships it to them. You get a little bit of money from that sale. Let's say aunt Mildred bought it at $20. You're probably gonna get like three bucks and Amazon keeps the rest. What's nice about it is it's low touch. You're not worried about shipping anything out. It seems kind of ideal. It's kind of like you're getting a little cut from your royalty. Let's call it a royalty. And uh, Amazon keeps the rest. Now, here's the problem. 
what I hear in my space is that the quality isn't there. It's not the paper I want. It's definitely not the cover I want. It's not the binding I want. It doesn't have tabs. I can't get an elastic strap. I want a bookmark. I want blah, 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 blah. So Amazon KDP only makes sense if you're publishing a novel, you're publishing a book, you know, you're publishing the next episode of Akatar. You know what I mean? If you're publishing a paperback book, Amazon KDP, go for it. Like that's a perfect place. But if you are here because you want to make a planner or a journal or a Bible study and you want it to be high-end luxury. Now, when I say high-end luxury, I'm talking, um, here's a couple examples from a print school student. Like <clears throat> this was Bethany's warrior mama prayer journal. She wanted linen. And if you're listening to the podcast, um, you can hear it on the microphone. Um, but if you, you can also watch this episode on YouTube, but she wanted linen. She wanted something really nice, like a coffee table book style. And you can't get this with Amazon KDP. You can't get gold foil debossed, um, stuff. You can't get uh, vegan leather with Amazon KDP. And so that's the problem. So if you're watching this video and you were like, oh, I just want to publish, not just, but I want to publish a novel. Good for you. That's a great dream. And you should definitely use Amazon KDP. That's totally fine. If you don't want to go the traditional publisher route. Now, if you are wanting a luxury paper product, go ahead and scratch through Amazon KDP. That's a mistake. Don't waste your time with it. Okay. So that's number one, Amazon KDP. The second mistake that I see, and this is so common, probably 50% of my students that jump into print school have made this. It's not even a mistake, um, but it can be if you don't stop doing it, but it's a great place to start. So I don't want to upset you. And I talked about this actually in my last episode, um, but the mistake number two is building a Canva Frankenstein file. And if you were watching my last episode all about Planner Business 101, we talked in depth about design because design is critical. And so I'm not going to spend a ton of time on mistake number two, but what you don't want when you're self-publishing is to have a Frankenstein file that you built on Canva. So what does that mean? Basically, a lot of people do this and I'm, I'm guilty of it too. You go to Canva and you're like, oh, I can design it myself. And you start pulling in all these templates from other things like, oh, I, I want to make a journal. And there's journal templates on Canva. I'll just pull a couple pages from this one. I'll pull a couple pages from that one. I'll pull a cover art from that one. And what happens is you end up with this disjointed Canva Frankenstein file. There's multiple different fonts. The pages don't align. The design doesn't match. It doesn't flow properly. And you give up because you get there and you're like, well, this was close to kind of what I wanted, but this is definitely not something I want to spend hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars printing and selling because I'm not happy with it. It's a good start, but it's not the finish line. And so if you want to cross the finish line in self-publishing, you have to get out of the Canva Frankenstein file and you have to either learn how to truly design a product that is cohesive and beautiful, or you have to hire a designer and hand them your Frankenstein file and say, hey, this is where I'm going. This is the vision, but I need you to build a cohesive, beautiful design file that I can actually send to a printer. 
And you get to choose your journey in print school, whether you want to DIY and take your Frankenstein file and make a real file, or if you want to hire one of my designers and use them and have a beautiful file and you can remove yourself from that step of the process and focus on the marketing and other parts. So that's the second piece. There's nothing wrong with starting with a Canva Frankenstein file, but that's not what you want to put out in the world because that's going to be low quality, poor design, and you're not going to be able to retain customers because if someone does buy it, they're going to be off, they're going to be put off by the poor design. And that's no offense to you. That's okay. We just want to be excellent. I want you to be excellent. I want your customers to open your product and go, wow, this is beautiful. This belongs in a museum. I love it. It makes me so happy. It's filled with peace because the design is stunning. It inspired me and I did this because of it. Like you want to have good impact. You want to make profit. You want to keep going. So you need to have good design. And that's the big mistake is a Canva Canva Frankenstein file. Just say no. Just say no. Okay. Mistake number three is poor margins and bad alignment. This is another subset of design issues that I see. Now, what is margin? Margin is the space, and I'll, I'll kind of show you what that looks like on my page <clears throat> of my planner. And if, for those of you watching on YouTube, you can actually see this. And for those of you listening, if you want to watch this on YouTube and see what I'm talking about, you can. Now, I'm holding up my planner right now, and there is space here where the binding uh, occurs on the page. So this space between here and there, like that's the margin. Um, the space between this word December and the top, this is margin. There's a little bit of margin around the edge of the page. And if you don't have margin around the design of your page, your design's gonna be too close to the cut line. The cut line is here. Right? And I don't want this, you know, Saturday the 6th being so close to the edge. And if you don't know if it's a right-hand side page or a left-hand side page, you can't design it properly to have the right margin. You don't want your words shoving into um, the center. Here's another example of a great student who just finished her product. This is Sharon's beautiful prayer journal. And see Sharon right here between week four and the um, crease in the center of the binding, she's got a nice juicy margin right here. She also has lay flat binding, which we'll talk about binding later. Um, but she's got a nice margin all around the page. And if you don't have a clean margin and your words are right up to the top of the product, that's not a good look. That's not good design. And so you, you want to have good margins and you want to have good alignment. Now, Sharon um, hired one of our designers to help her in the printing of this product. And you can see here <clears throat> on this page specifically, do you see how this page on the left-hand side and this page on the right-hand side align? Like the heading on this left-hand side matches the heading on the right. Everything's in alignment. If you open up a product, you buy something, you walk into Marshall's and you pick up a beautiful journal, you like the cover, you open it up, and on one side of the journal, the page is up here, and on one side of the journal, the uh, the heading's down here, and they don't align. Like, that's, that's one of the issues you'll run into 
with your Canva Frankenstein file because things aren't aligned because they weren't designed as a spread. <clears throat> and this is what we teach inside of print school because I want every single student graduating with a product that they're super proud of. Why? Well, because I want, I want you to be successful. I want you to be proud of it, period, right? I want you to have what you dreamed of, but also I want you to be successful. I want you to be confident when you're selling it. And if you love your product and you just, you get it and you're obsessed with it, it's going to be a lot easier for you to market it and sell it and be excited to share it. Okay. So that is mistake number three, poor margins and bad alignment. Mistake number four, mistake number four is poor binding or just not having the binding you want. And that's one big problem with Amazon KDP is they don't have a lot of great options for binding. You either can have like paperback book that's glued in and doesn't lay flat like your typical novels, or you can have like plastic spirals, but you don't want that. You want something great. You want beautiful lay flat binding, right? And you want beautiful, and for those of you listening, that was me opening up the binding on a, a book. And you want beautiful golden coil or silver coil. You want high quality. And that's what I want. So that's another reason not to use Amazon KDP and also not to use some of these um, print on demand companies that don't offer the options of what you want. So that's number four is poor binding. In self-publishing, you want to have the right binding you want. And that's why also, like if you're testing out a printer, you want to get a sample so you can actually see with your eyes the quality of the binding. Mistake number five, moving along. Mistake number five is low quality paper. Ugh, this is probably my one of my biggest pet peeves. I don't know if you are also a certified <clears throat> self-declared paper snob, but I'm a paper snob through and through. If you're a paper snob, we can just air hug it out. Love a good quality paper. Um, my planners all have super thick, juicy paper. It's so nice. I love it. Um, that's one of the main, one of the main reasons I started my company back in 2014 was I wanted a planner with super thick paper. I wanted it to almost feel like a sketchbook, like an art book. And so low quality paper is a great way to lose a customer the next year. Like, ugh, this paper wasn't good. Good quality paper is how you keep a customer. So that's, for me, that's mistake number five is low quality paper. Ready? Mistake number six, moving along. The um, top 10 mistakes in self-publishing is a low quality cover. Whether the cover, let's say the, the title is off to the side, um, it's, it's, scratches off really easy uh, maybe the cover material isn't what you want like I can't stand this is just me this is just me I can't stand the plastic covered planners not a fan I remember when I was hunting for my planner match my perfect planner um, I bought a Erin Condren planner nothing against Erin Condren and I know she has tons of options I love her custom customization. You can really kind of find something that you want. But after spending like, I think $60, which that was probably the first time I ever bought like an expensive planner before. Now I, that's what I sell. <laughs> um, I remember getting it and being like, oh, this was so expensive and I hate the cover. 
I loved that it had my name on it. I loved the beautiful design that I picked. It was beautiful, like, floral colors with, like, black. It was so pretty. But I just didn't like that it felt like it was laminated. It just felt like a school laminated. I don't know. I just didn't like it. I wanted something stunning. And so that's why I moved on to make my own. And the first year, this it wasn't until like year three that we had white marble. Um, but our first year it was black with gold foil. It looked a lot like this poster here was my first planner. And um, yeah, I just, I this is my style. This is how I like it. I also love the um, faux vegan leather cover styles. I love linen. This is my blush linen here from 2024, which is almost sold out. Anyway, so poor cover. Cover is huge because cover is what people see on Instagram. Cover is what people share in their stories, you know? And so having a really sharp cover is a great way for just organic traction. Um, typically, you know, when you go in down a journal aisle, you pick things based on the covers you like. And if you're anything like me, you're like, ooh, I love the cover of this journal. Then you open it and you're like, eh. Either you don't like the paper or you don't like what's inside. But a cover is important. It's it's like, you know, your first impression of the product. So you want to have a stunning cover that you want, that you gravitate towards. So poor cover quality, design, like just say no. That's a big mistake. So mistake number seven. Mistake number seven. This is huge. In self-publishing, because you're kind of going on your own path, which is really like if you're starting a planner company or you're starting a devotional company or a journal company, you are going on your own. You're not going to have some publisher pick you and say, hey, I really want to publish your blank journals. You know, you're going to have to go on your own. So you kind of have to choose the self-publishing route. Now, one day you could sell your business to a bigger company, of course, but for the most part, you're you're doing the self-publishing route, right? So mistake number seven, mistake number seven is low quality marketing photography. Oh, your marketing has to be so on point. It's a competitive market out there. And I, I don't say this to scare you away from your journey, but you wanna make sure that your photography is stunning and it's wonderful. And I'm not saying it's perfect. Mine certainly is not perfect. Um, you know, we've had years and many years where I've done it myself and it wasn't perfect, but it was as close to excellent as I could take it. And it's really important that when someone looks at your photography, they can get a clear view of what's inside the product. They can get a clear view of what it would feel like to hold it in their hands. It has clear images of like the size. So, you know, like for example, if I was doing a marketing with this travel journal, I would want my hands in it. So you could see how petite and wonderful it is, right? <clears throat> Same thing with this guy. If I put this in my hands and do um, show you how it looks in my hands, you can kind of get an idea of how big it is, right? Because it fits in my hands like this. Um, but you want to make sure that your photography is great. I currently um, been using a company called Workplay Branding. But historically, I've always just worked with like a friend that I know who's a photographer. And I teach them how to do, you know, product photography on the fly. So we'll usually, you know, get into my office, find a space with lots of good natural light, 
and we'll take tons of photos of the product lifestyle and just product photos, photos for the website where somebody, if they're curious, which they will be, if someone's going to buy your product online, they don't get to touch it and feel it and see everything. So like the photos have to do that. The photos have to give that experience of them flipping through the product. And if they're low quality and they're dark or they're blue or they're overly orange or it's blurry and you can't actually see what's on the page, they're going to skip it. They're not going to buy it. You want to be legit. You want to have legit photography. Photography is a great thing to invest in. And inside of print school, I do teach how to DIY your photography. I also teach you what you need to know um, if you're hiring a photographer and like your check list of your shot list of all the photo shots that you need to get just like at your wedding you know when you have your wedding you have like a shot list that the photographer has it's the same thing when you do a product shot photo shoot anyways so that's number seven having low quality marketing photography if you're going to spend all your time creating this beautiful thing you want to show it off you know so hiring a photographer is in my opinion the best way to go that's what I do <clears throat> so mistake Number eight, you're writing this down, mistake number eight. And after I get done with all these mistakes, I'm going to share with you my solution of how to not make these mistakes. So mistake number eight is, ready? Launching without creating demand. Launching your product without creating demand. Once you have your thing, you can't just go, it's here, buy it now. And that's it. Like, they never knew it was coming. They don't know what it is. Like, that's the biggest mistake. Now, unless you just already have this giant audience of people, let's say you have been in the space for three years, creating an audience all around uh, building chicken coops. And like, that's what you do. You are the chicken coop lady and you've got chicken coop people and you come out with like, the chicken coop guide journal or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what? You already have an audience. You don't have to do like this hardcore strategy to build demand because like you've got your people. Now for everyone else who hasn't been building this buying audience for however many years, you have to create demand. And that's really important. I create demand every single year with my planner team with my planner, you know, Horatio printing family is what I call them. Um, but I create demand by doing a huge hype up campaign, hyping up to reveal day, hyping up to launch day with tons of educational content. Um, and my first year I did the same thing and that's, I teach in launch school, which is the course right after print school. I teach in launch school, launch school how to create a launch campaign because you have to educate people on the product, especially if it's a brand new type of product. Now, calendars, people know calendars. People understand planner. Planner people get planners. But if you're coming out with this brand new type of hybrid product, they're going to need to know what it is so that they know that they want it and they know what problem it solves for them. So you have to create that demand. And that's what I teach in launch school, how to, um, you know, actually deliver the content, who to deliver it to, how to grow that audience, how to grow that demand list. I also teach you 
the understanding of how many you should buy, how many products you, should you buy based on your current audience now and what it could be. So we go through all of that inside of print school and launch school so that you're not just kind of feeling around in the dark. Like, I hope people buy it. Like, I want you to have confidence when you launch it of like, this is how many you could expect to sell with a launch based on your current sphere, based on like your current audience and people you have access to. So creating, launching without creating demand is a big mistake. And if you actually want to go back to listen to episode 192, I teach five keys to a successful launch. So I definitely recommend going back and listening. I don't think this uh, episodes on YouTube. So you have to go back to the audio podcast, the dream printing podcast and listen, I will link it below in the, um, in the show notes. So that's a mistake. Number eight, mistake number nine, mistake number nine. And this is a big one that I see all the time and not just for printing things, but for any big dream that we have mistake. Number nine is letting fear stop you before you even try. And this is so common. And even once you get going, the fear will come knocking. The doubt will come knocking. We all experience the fear of failure. We all experience the fear of judgment. What is my friends going to think? What's my mom going to think? What's my husband going to think? And there are people that try to blow out our candle when we start to share our dreams with them. And it's painful. It's so painful. And I've been there. I've walked that, um, that journey and I'm still walking that journey and it's going to happen. And so we can either choose to let fear stop us from even trying, or we can say, you know what, fear, I acknowledge you. I understand that you're here, but I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep trying because you have no idea what kind of blessing or impact you could have on the other side of your yes. Because ultimately the thing you're creating, right? If you're making, you know, the journal for chicken coop people, or you're making a mental health journal, or you're making a cancer warrior planner, or you're making a, you know, moms who've lost children or like a rainbow baby planner, like whatever you're making or have that dream in your heart, there's other people on the other side waiting for it. There's impact for you to have. So we have to stop thinking about ourselves and like, what's this going to mean for me? And how am I going to deal with the fear and the rejection and the judgment and the, you know, start, think about the person that's going to hold it one day. Think about them. That's why we do this. That's why we make it. That's why we create it. And of course, we get the blessing of, you know, selling a product, making profit, continuing our, our entrepreneurial journey. But I find the best way to overcome the fear is stop thinking about myself and start thinking about the other person that I'm, I'm on a mission to help. So that's mistake number nine, letting fear stop you. Don't let fear stop you. Mistake number 10, mistake number 10, the final mistake. Yay, we made it. Mistake number 10 is doing it alone. You don't have to do it alone. Doing it alone is difficult. I did it alone. Um, actually, when I got started, I brought on two designers and thank goodness I had them because honestly, I couldn't have done it alone. And so I don't think you should do it alone. That's what ha- That's why we end up having a Canva Frankenstein file is because we try to do it alone. So <clears throat> you don't want to do it alone. And that is why I would love to invite you to join my print school program. You don't have to do it alone. In print school, you get access to my 
private Facebook community that's incredible. It's filled with other people on the same journey you're on. You get encouragement, you get to see what their questions are. You guys can pull each other. Hey, which cover art do you like the most? And you know, here's my index file. I need some help with it. Um, here's my welcome letter copy. What do you think? Like you get to collaborate with the other students. And of course I'm in there too, giving feedback. You also get two monthly group coaching calls where you can submit your question early. And even if you don't get to attend, I still answer your question, which is one of my favorite things of the program. And people love that is as long as you submit your question, I'm going to answer it because I get it. You probably have a full-time job. You've got a full-time life, you know? And so if you can't make it to that call, I'll still answer it. And then I answer questions live once I get done with the pre-submitted ones. Along with that support, you get me teaching you how to do it the whole journey. Then you get access to my people. You get access to my favorite website builders. You get access to my favorite designers. Um, you get access to people that can help create your launch graphics. And so you don't have to do it alone. And I want to help you by empowering you with the right people um, to help you on your journey. So don't do it alone. That's mistake number 10. Doing it alone can cost you a lot of money because you end up with the wrong printer and you spend way too much money. Um, so let's talk about the solution really quick. The solution is there's three parts. Number one is you need the right printer for you to not have crappy binding and bad paper and a weird cover that you don't like, you need the right printer, period. Um, you don't need to use print on demand and pay $27 a unit or some personalized printer that has stinky coil that you don't like or bad binding. You need to go with the real deal. You need a traditional printer with a minimum order quantity of 200 to 300 units ideally overseas, because I found that with my overseas printers, um, you can actually find the best price. You can get the right qual quality that you want, but only if you can speak the language and truly ask for what you want. That's the thing though. Traditional printers are great, but only if you understand the language for you to say, hey, this is what I want. I know I want thick paper and this is what I want. And so if you are searching for what what's the printer for me you can actually go back to episode 208 where I teach you how to find the best printer but if you want to fast track just jump into print school where you can use my printer okay and if you want to learn more about print school it's horatioprinting.com slash print school where you can apply for your spot in print school the second solution that you need in order to actually do this well is the right e-commerce platform in order for people to buy your product that you are self-publishing, people need an easy checkout that is simple and beautiful. And I like using Shopify. That's what I use. That's what I teach my students to use. In launch school, I show you how to set up your Shopify website, how to set up your sales page, how to edit your template and theme so it matches your branding. So you need that right e-commerce platform. So the right printer, the right e-commerce platform, which I love Shopify, and then the third is you need a strong launch campaign that hypes people up, that features really high-end marketing materials. When I say marketing materials, I mean like the words you're using, the description that really speaks to your buyer, and also really high-end uh, quality video and photos that actually lets people test run your product just by seeing it. Because women are, we're tactile. We like to touch things. That's how when we go to a store, we touch everything. 
don't know if you were like me and like your mom was always like, don't touch everything. And you're like, I can't help it. I want to touch everything. Women are, are tactile. We like to touch. So your website needs to give the experience of almost being able to touch your product. Um, anyways, so that's your solution. It's the right printer, the right e-commerce platform, and a really strong launch campaign. Um, and back to the question about printer, you can go back to episode 208 if you want to learn more about how to find the right printer. Um, but I highly want to recommend taking the next step, two next steps. The first one is you can go watch my free workshop. It starts right now. You can watch the replay at HoratioPrinting.com slash workshop. Head over there and you can learn the whole dream printing method of how to create your own journal planner or devotional. Or you can go ahead and do step two, which is jump into print school, get training from me, learn how to do it. With print school, the good thing is you get launch school first and then you get um, you get print school first and then you get launch school for free. Launch school is an enrollment bonus that comes with print school and it's an incredible bonus. And also I pay for your sample when you graduate print school. So that's two enrollment bonuses right there for you if you go and apply now for print school. And then lastly, if you want to wait till January after the holidays, sign up for my free challenge at HoratioPrinting.com slash print. HoratioPrinting.com slash print. And you can join my five-day challenge. We'll hang out live for five days together and work on your idea. I'll answer your questions. And I would love to see you over there. Um, of course, if you're finding this YouTube video or this podcast, and let's say it's way past January, just come on into print school. Go to HoratioPrinting.com slash print school or watch the workshop. Either way, I'd love to see you in there. I'd love to, to help you birth your dream and birth it successfully. And I don't want you making any of these mistakes. So I hope this has been helpful. If you have a question or something you want to see on the next episode of the Dream Printing Podcast, comment below. I would love to get to know you. I'd love to know what questions you have. And I'll see you right back here. Be sure to subscribe to our show. And I'll see you here next week. Thanks for listening to the Dream Printing Podcast. I hope you learned something today and I would love to partner with you to make your print dreams come true. Take the next step by watching my free on-demand workshop at HoratioPrinting.com forward slash workshop. That link is down in the show notes or you can go ahead and jump to step two, which is go ahead and apply for print school where you're gonna get all my systems, the dream printing method, my contacts, my printer, all the shortcuts and templates. You can apply at HoratioPrinting.com forward slash print school. Yay! If this show has blessed you in any way, please consider taking five seconds to leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. I read each and every one and it blesses me. If you have a question, feel free to just DM me. Pop over to Instagram, DM my personal account, Polly underscore pain. I'd be happy to chat with you and just see what questions you have and connect. I cannot wait to see what you create and bring into the world. Have a wonderful day. You are so loved.